0: hello 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 welcome to poetry and motivation this is a daily podcast where you can find all of your inspirational and all of your motivational needs in one spot i am your host the poetic black girl and honestly i just love to make sure that everybody listening to this podcast is as inspired and as motivated as they need to be Life is extremely difficult. As people, we go through an insane amount of things on a daily basis from all of these different boxes that other people put us in to all of the different boxes that we put ourselves into. It can be extremely hard to focus and extremely hard to function. So it is my hope that listening to poetry and motivation helps you focus and helps you function so you can be your very best self. The self you know you are and the self I know you are too. So today's speaker is Inky Johnson. If you don't know who Inky Johnson is yet, please put on your seatbelts as I frequently say because you are in for a ride. Enjoy Inky.
1: I want you to focus on here right now don't you worry about when you get home you make that you concentrate on this opportunity he told the guy he said when you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe then you'll be successful I have a personal standard of excellence for my life. I just believe I deserve to give my wife the best version of me. I just believe I deserve to give my kids the best version of me. I just believe the people that I'm of service to on this earth, I deserve to give them the best version of me. And so I take a personal level of pride in everything that I do because I almost lost my life behind a game of football and God placed me on this path. And so now it's not even about me. And I'll never forget one night I came off the field. I went over to my mother. I said, can you please introduce me to my father? I need to meet him. Can you set that up? She set it up. First encounter with the guy I shook his hand. I said, hey, man, how you doing? I said, hey, little man, I heard you could play ball. I said, I heard you can too. But here's what I need you to do for me. I said, I don't need any money. I don't need any clothes. The only thing I need you to do for me is pick me up every Friday night, work me out every Saturday morning. You could take me back home after that. Can you do that? He said, yeah, I got you. First Saturday morning, he woke me up at 4.30 in the morning. He said, little man, we're running two miles to this fire station, running two miles back home. I said, cool, let's do it. Every other Saturday morning after that, wake up 4.30, run two miles there, two miles back. One Saturday, I said, man, I'm going to beat him out. I beat him out to the line. I'm standing there. My father came dragging out of the house. He was walking really slow. And so my father came out, and he walked right by me. And I looked up, and he walked right by me, and he looked up at me, and he said, son. I said, yes, sir. He said, I want you to pull that other person outside of you today. And in my mind, I'm thinking it's it's not another person out here. What is he talking about? It's 4:30, it's dark. He kept walking. He looked up again. He said, son, I said, yes, sir. He said, I want you to pull that other person outside of you today. Yes, sir. But in my mind, at this point, I'm saying, man, he's trying to talk his way out of this thing. So the third time he says, son, I stepped back. I said, Listen, Pops, no disrespect. You have a job. I get it. You may be tired. I said, so you can go back in the house, you can go to sleep. It's no hard feelings, but you can't stop me from running to this fire station. I'm running whether you go or not. And he said, son, the thing I'm trying to get you to understand is this, Inc. Son, there is another person inside of you, son. The thing I'm trying to get you to understand is this, Inc. No matter how hard you work, there is somebody inside of you that works even harder. Says so, son, no matter how dedicated you are, there is somebody inside of you that's more dedicated, son. No matter how committed you are, there is somebody inside of you that's more committed. But the thing I want you to understand, there will come a point in time where you will hit a piece of adversity that's a lot tougher than you, son. And every day you get up, you will have to have a greater purpose for why you do what you do and to get up and keep going and execute in whatever you do, son. That is what I'm trying to get you to understand. It's a lot bigger than running to the fire station. I'm trying to get you to push yourself to a point that you have never been to before. And so I went to Crim High School, one of the lowest performing public schools in the whole state of Georgia, dropout rate high, than the graduation rate. People didn't go to college. I went to Crim my first day, I walked through the doors, a metal detector cop said, what's your plan, little man? I said, my plan is to go D1. He said, nah, you'll probably end up in cell block D1. I said, nah, you got the wrong guy. He said, nah, you'll probably end up in cell block D1. I said, nah, you got the wrong guy. After my freshman year, my mother and father both came to me and they said, "Inky." transferring you from this place you got a scholarship at Tucker High School they said all you have to do is come and play your next three years they guarantee you a scholarship to Georgia I said please leave me at one of the lowest performing public schools in the whole state of Georgia I can get a scholarship from this place son nobody goes to college from there please let me stay here I can make it from this place they transferred me anyway first football game tore the ligaments in my ankle out for the season ended up in a wheelchair Went back to my parents. Will you please transfer me back to one of the lowest performing public schools in the whole state of Georgia? My pastor said, Inky, you really want to go there? I said, please transfer me back there. I need to go back there. And so the summer going into my senior year, we got blessed with a new coach. He came to me. I was done with football. He said, man, please come and work out for me. Just do one workout for me. I said, okay, coach, I'll come out, I'll work out. I ran a 40-yard dash, I did some cone drills. He came up to me after the workout. He said, son, what college do you want to go to? I said, man, I just want to go D1. He said, no, you're not hearing me, son. What college do you want to go to? I said, man, I just want to go D1. He said, after the first couple of games, we'll put together a tape and we'll see what happens. After the first two games, I had nine touchdowns. It was all she wrote from there. But after that season, there were still two problems. I wasn't qualified to get into college, and I hadn't passed my Georgia high school graduation test. And so now, scouts would come in and they would say, man, you're cute, you're fast, you're quick, you're tough, you can play football, but son, we're not talking about college, we're talking about you graduating high school. And I'll never forget the day the University of Tennessee came in and a coach took a chance on me. He sat down with me and he said, son, I want to offer you a full scholarship to the University of Tennessee. It was so crazy, I responded and I told him, I'm coming. And he laughed, he said, son, I don't even think you understand how the whole process works. I said, no, I don't think you understand. I said, you're talking to a kid that comes from a two-bedroom home, 14 people. You're talking to a kid that every morning when I caught the bus, I would race to be the first one at the bus stop, and i will be standing there shaking my book bag and my jackets out to make sure there were no roaches and rats. So when I tell you I'm coming, I am coming. You don't even have to waste the university's money. I don't have to see the campus. I don't have to see the city. You offer me a scholarship, I'm coming. He said, yeah, but I still want you to take an official visit. I agreed. I went up on a Friday night. I'll never forget, they took me to Calhoun's on the River. It's a restaurant in Knoxville, Tennessee. We come out, we got a host, right? And so the job of a host that's supposed to show you a great time on campus, take you to parties, make you fall in love with the place. And so I come out with my host, and he said, there's a sorority party, there's a barbecue, and there's a basketball game. Which one would you like to go to? I said, man, if you don't mind, can you take me to my hotel? We pull up to the hotel, I'm getting out of the car. He said, wait, are you sick? I said, no, I'm not sick. You see, what my host didn't understand, that night at the Marriott, that was my first time standing in a bed by myself. Think I cared about a sorority party? Think I cared about a barbecue or a basketball game? I went up in that room. I called my boys back in Kirkwood. I said, man, y'all ain't going to believe this. <laughs> I said, man, y'all boys got to go to college. They said, ink, we might consider. I said, you get your own king-size bed. But the next day when I saw that coach, I thanked him, and I still do this until this day when I see him. I said, thank you, not only for changing my life, but changing a whole generation's life that you don't even know you touch. So when I got back to Kirkwood, I went to everybody that told me I wouldn't make it. I went to that cop in that lunchroom, and I said, I told you, you had the wrong guy. So now everybody's response was, Inc., why did you fight so hard to come back to Quim High School? You had a guaranteed scholarship across town at one of the top programs. Why did you fight to come back with a dropout rate was higher than the graduation rate, son? Why did you fight to come back to this place? And I say you guys are missing a boat. I had a chance to ride an airplane once when I was in high school. It was to an all-star football game. Now I'll never forget, I went in the bathroom on that airplane and as I was washing my hands, I was going to leave and there was a sign on the wall and that sign said, as common courtesy to the person that's coming behind you, can you wipe the sink out and leave it better than you found it? Well, it's common courtesy to the generation that was coming to Crim High School behind me. I was about to leave that place better than I found it. And the thing that people didn't understand, the reason I had that decision and choice to make, it wasn't about Inky Johnson. Every night I slept on that floor with those roaches and rats, I had three little cousins that slept on that same floor as me. And you know what happened, when I went to college, you know what all three of my, I was the first one in my family to go to college. You know what all three of my little cousins did? Man, I don't have to sell dope, I don't have to join a gang, I don't have to end up in prison, I don't have to end up dead. All three of them got up off of the same floor, went to college and graduated, and now they serve in the army. That is why I went back to Crim High School, had nothing to do with me. If every decision and choice you make is just about you, at a certain point you're going to hit something that's a lot tougher than you, and it's going to make you quit because you don't have a driving force for why you do what you do. And no money doesn't have to be attached to it. It's about learning to work from the inside out in life and not from the outside in. When you work from the inside out in life, you understand your why, you understand your how, and you understand your what.
0: One of the things that really inspires me about Inky Johnson is the fact that so many different odds were against him. He got into this accident while playing the sport that he loved and a doctor literally told him that he he was about to die, that he would not survive. And when you think about how fragile life is and how temporary life is, especially when when we, we think about Kobe Bryant and Gianna Bryant. Life can be gone in the blink of an eye. So to have somebody tell you that while, while you're literally hurting and feeling broken and for you to disregard that and follow your willpower is honestly a testament to the character that he has and to the kind of will that this man has. And I definitely, definitely implore you and implore everyone around you to to channel some of that Inky Johnson magic, some of that Inky Johnson energy just when you feel like giving up because something is too hard. There is no, no, no obstacle that whomever, the universe God would Buddha, Allah, whoever gave you that you cannot overcome. You can overcome everything, and that's exactly why that was given to you. And that's a word. I am your host, the Poetic Black Girl. You can follow me on Instagram at Poetic Black Girl. I have a website, it's poeticblackgirl.com. If you feel like you're a Poetic Black Girl or a Poetic Black Girl, well, a poetic girl of color. I am opening pre-orders for a subscription box service where I will be sending journals, pens, and a whole bunch of different inspirational things that you could use to help you along your journey. I honestly want to give back. I honestly want you to be your very best self. Message me, connect with me. I love you for listening. Bye.